Welcome to Snowcast. I'm your host, Alex McNamee, and we're back after a week off because we were going a little more long form preparing for this week's episode. Student journalists have had a lot to write about reactively, whether it's natural disasters, school security events, or politics. But one thing that keeps coming up as I look at these websites every day is vaping and the company Juul. Reporting on these subjects is ongoing, so I wanted to acknowledge those who've already done some. What you're about to hear is three separate interviews with four student journalists who've reported on what's being called by some of them an epidemic. Without further ado, here are those conversations. I'm joined by Diamante Diaz and Olivia Watts, two reporters for the McCollum Shield newspaper who wrote a story called A New Health Crisis. Uh, this is a story about kind of vaping culture at the high school. Um, thanks to you two for, for joining me today. I'm, I'm, I'll be talking to um, a few other students from around the country who are writing about the same thing. It's, it's kind of a hot topic, something that's uh, really prevalent in high schools right now. Uh, if, if either of you would kind of first just start by, tell us a little bit about what the culture of vaping is like um, at your school and kind of why you thought this was an important topic to be reporting on. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's, you know, so different, different grades in school, do you feel like it uh, kind of has a different footprint by age group? I mean, are, are upperclassmen more involved with it or underclassmen, or is it kind of the same all around? Oh, for sure. I feel like um, even in interviewing a lot of the people, there was, this wasn't, this as it's normalized now for our senior class um it's it wasn't normalized when we were freshmen so now it's more available to us and now there's seniors buying it for freshmen and it's just getting to those younger and younger age groups and i hear freshmen talking about it all the time like in class you like oh you're gonna go vape you know just like <laughs> <laughs> 
it's become normalized i think even i've heard amongst middle schoolers oh okay yeah i mean you've you wrote in your, you guys wrote in your story, you know, one thing about, um, and you mentioned it already, uh, the older students buying um, vape for the younger students and, and kind of, you know, sounds a little bit like a, a drug deal kind of thing. I mean, what kind of level has it reached as far as uh, the younger students' access to it and and having to go through older of age students to to get it. I mean, it's definitely gotten a lot easier, especially with like older brothers and sisters. Or um, I feel like there's it's it's like this common knowledge. If if you if you buy one and you sell it to a freshman, you're going to upcharge way more than if you sell it to a sophomore or junior. And the fact that people know these numbers is just, it's a little intimidating. And a friend of mine who bought the vape, he told me he bought it off a sophomore. And it's, and sophomores aren't typically 18 yet, so it's yeah. like where it's coming from. Oh yeah, you can find them on the ground if you want it to. <laughs> You can find them on the ground. I yeah, I've definitely seen like two or three on the ground. <laughs> yeah, so Diamante, you're the the older one of the two. How has the kind of culture of vaping, if at all, changed since you know maybe you were just coming into high school as a freshman to, until now? I don't think I. I mean. As a freshman, I was I was also in sports, so my coach was always like, "If we ever catch you, then even talking to people should do this. Like, you're off the team." So I was very careful to like surround myself with a good good group of people. But then I think getting older, like, there's no way of avoiding that. It's everywhere. You have one student in your story saying that um, they need you know, to vape to get through the day. School is, is so boring. I do it in between class periods. What does that tell you about the the level of usage that it has reached at your school? Oh, I think there's definitely people who have an addiction, and they say that they don't, but I've had a friend who's had nicotine poisoning, and she was miserable. Or, oh gosh, there's a kid who was vaping during our economics final. <laughs> and, I mean, I feel like some of us pass it off as like, oh, they're just trying to be funny or they're just trying to like pass it off as them being cool. But I don't think that we even look at how maybe it's something that they feel like they need because it, school is stressful. And I can imagine like if something makes it easier and you have easy access to this why wouldn't you keep doing it because they're they don't see the health effects now they don't see the long-term effects because there are no long-term effects this is a new thing well there could be long-term effects these don't exactly know what they are yet yeah for sure yeah it's all kind of new information that's still developing yeah the the company jewel is starting to pull back on just kind of advertising towards teens, um, social media presence, that kind of thing um, that, uh, you know, they've come under fire for uh, 
you know, being kind of attractive to teenagers. But, you know, in your story, it, it seems like, you know, you thought that's not really having an effect, um, you know, them pulling back. Why is that? Do, do you think it ever will eventually kind of take teens away from their exposure to it? I feel like if now Jules seems to not allowed to sell as many like flavors, that might help people to stop because a lot of people smoke the flavors like mango. But once they were stop going to stop selling them, they will start like stocking up on like flavors. Yeah, but I feel like especially, I mean, there's one interview that I didn't put in there, and I now looking back, I wish I did. But this this student was just so passive towards the questions I asked and. Now looking at it, it's like because there, there really is still a lot of access to these things. Like you can order it online, sign off as your parents, or or just pay a little extra at um, any gas station. Or especially after um, they stopped selling all of the flavors like mango, um, there was definitely a spike. Like kids stocked up like crazy and then sold them for more and then there's a higher demand and kids are just more likely to feed into their addictions with that if it's making its way into as you have said middle schools already how do you you start to control this in your guys opinion um the only way to really control it now would just be to um Stop the sell of it completely. I I don't know. I would have to disagree because there there are definitely adults. Like I I've, there's adults that I've spoken to, and then this has helped them. But hmm. I think we need to crack down on the distribution of these because. There's kids who are saying like they can get away with things just because they pay a little extra or because their parents don't notice or their parents don't even care. So I think like letting the parents know that we don't know how this is going to affect their child in the future and that should be scary. Yeah, I think what you're both saying too is it's, it's more complicated than it seems for sure. All right, you guys, thanks for joining me today. Um, great article. It was published on uh, Best of Snow this year as well, so congratulations on that, uh, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jimmy Malone, a reporter at The Globe at Clayton High School in Missouri, is joining me now. Uh, Jimmy kind of tag teamed worked on a a report about jewel about vape culture uh, a year ago for the globe jimmy first can you just tell me a little bit about what the culture of vaping is like at your high school and kind of why you guys thought this was an important topic to be reporting on then yeah so um when we wrote the story last year um it was kind of at the beginning um, of like everybody vaping and, um, like the first time that, um, like jewels have been seen, like in schools. And, um, originally we were doing a cover story, um, about marijuana culture here. 
Um, but then we kind of went on like this sidetrack about um, the effects of Juul and vaping um, at our school. So uh, in addition to the marijuana story, we decided to write this Juul story. And this was actually my first um, story that like I was a part of on the Globe staff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we really just wanted to like look into uh, how uh, the vape culture was at our school since it was so new. Did you find that um, vaping was kind of actually a larger deal um, than you originally thought when you start by just approaching a story about marijuana? Um, well, we knew like right off the bat that um, this was definitely like a big issue at the school, and um, we. But the thing was like we didn't know anything about it since it was so new. So we like really just wanted to like learn more about it for ourselves, but then almost educate others like at the school about the issue. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, this is certainly a topic that's entered the mainstream. And I'm talking to a few other students uh, for this episode about stories that they wrote. But but this year uh, about vape culture at their school. Um, but your story um, is, is more than a year old now. How have things changed since you guys got together and wrote this piece? Well, when we wrote the story, there was nothing, like the administration hadn't really said anything about it. And um, even the students, they like they weren't really aware of the problem. But since then, um, it's definitely like, it's definitely gotten more popular and um, more and more students have started dueling or vaping. Um, but then a lot of students have also tried to like stop because over this year span, there's been people who have started and then people that have tried to stop just because they realize how like big of an issue this is to their health and everything. So, and then also the administration has like put restrictions on um, like kids using it at school. So before there was nothing in um, like our rule book about vaping, but now there's um, the administration um, has a lot more uh, restrictions on like if they find you at school with a jewel the consequences because before it was just about um like marijuana or alcohol or other drugs but they've included um like jewels and vapes into that um into those rules one group that has a part in this your story is this parent um kind of drug awareness coalition um that formed a few years ago of course, not only for uh, vaping, but, uh, you know, awareness of kind of all other uh, dangerous substances. What role has that group continued to play, certainly in trying to educate um, and, and spread the word about the risks of this kind of thing? Yeah, they, they've they been pretty involved. They work um, with uh, NCADA to... Um, kind of combat um, uh, student drug use. And originally they were doing it um, with alcohol and other drugs, but then they kind of branched out into the vape culture. So they actually went on, um, I think they went on the news here and they kind of, uh, like they, the uh, one of the news stations brought in like a bunch of different vapes and jewels and mm -hmm. um, showed it to them um, just because they, they didn't really know anything about it. And like over, over time, they've like really gotten to, uh, know more information about the vapes, uh, in addition to alcohol and other drugs. Yeah. Well, one challenge 
with the story you guys wrote, you know, a large portion of it is is dedicated to health and addressing the issues that might be related to juuling and and um, health problems. But you know, especially in in 2017, October 2017, when this story was published by you guys, there there's not a ton of information about the risks of vaping. Um, more definitive action has has come out against it lately. But what was it like to report on this kind of story when there's not very much that's defined as far as health risks? Well, um, it was difficult because a lot of the um, health experts that we would talk to, they would admit like they don't know a lot about this just because it's such a new thing. Mm. So um, well, we still got information from them, like really good information. But over that uh, year span, there's just been so much more found out about drooling and vaping in general. And um, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to see how in our story, the information is just so bare. And then knowing what we know now, how much has changed like over that year span. So, but um, the students um, didn't know a lot about it either. So I don't know. That's that's definitely a hard part about writing the story since there's not a lot of information about it. Mm-hmm. Is there a follow-up to this story for this year, an update or something that's been written about it since? Um, recently, there's a story written um, on the online version of the Globe about peer pressure, and it included um, Julian. This was written, uh, I think, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. But that, in- that includes Julian and other drugs and alcohol as well. But um, other than that, there hasn't been like an official follow-up, but it's been included in some other stories about like health and um, drug use at uh, Clayton. Seems to be a part of the culture for sure nowadays. Um, for a for a first story as a reporter, I'm sure it was quite an adventure to be a part of, a good thing to be a part of. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for joining me and keep up the good work at the Globe. Yeah, thank you for having me. Shannon Hong, a reporter at Nordic News at Inglemore High School in Washington, is joining me. She uh, helped to write a story titled The Vaping Epidemic, The Rise of Jewel. Shannon, thanks for doing this. And kind of first and foremost, just tell us a little bit about what the culture of vaping is like at your school and what made it an important topic to report on. So we actually completed a survey um, about to around 100 students, and we found that about 83% of them considered vaping to be an epidemic at Inglemore, and another 83% thought that the admin administration wasn't doing a really good job handling that. So I've noticed that it's a serious ongoing challenge both on and off campus, and it was interesting that this was the first time we've addressed it because it's been an increasing challenge over the last couple of years. And it's become a nemesis of school administrators who are trying to beef up the policies, but students aren't really handling that well because they're getting addicted to these products. And parents are often in the dark because they're fooled by part of the device. They look like everyday items. So the common one is the jewel, which often looks like a flash drive. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to help um, kind of make students and parents and staff more aware of this um, kind of culture that's um, inhabited our school. Yeah, you, you mentioned the, the administration, you know, as laid out in your story, has some kind of specifically defined consequences um, for getting caught um, and, and the yeah. different stages of that. But, 
you know, you, you referred to it a little bit just now, but of the people that you talk to for the story, how do students feel about those consequences and what if they're actually doing anything to stunt the usage of it? So um, some of the people that I interviewed, they weren't really aware of the consequences, and in mm. fact, some of them didn't even know what they were until I mentioned it to them. But some, uh, one of them was saying that they need the product so much and the device so much that it almost outweighs the consequences. So at this age in our life, um, these kinds of consequences aren't as uh, major and noticeable as if we were uh, much older. So students are thinking that even if they vape, it won't have a huge impact on their life regardless of the consequences. Yeah, the word epidemic, um, the word addiction, those are the terms that have a negative connotation. How were those received when you were talking to uh, students or you were talking to administrators about vaping? So the word epidemic is an interesting one because it kind of implies that um, over a couple of years, um, something has changed the culture of our school. Mm -hmm. So to say that vaping is an epidemic is kind of implying that a majority of students are either using these devices or talking about these devices at school or in a school environment. So I've noticed that students have said that vaping has become much more accessible over the last couple of years and um, that it's an epidemic hasn't really impacted them as much either because they are aware of the risks of vaping but it has actually impacted their life positively in certain ways. Hmm. So a lot of them said it has helped them um, socially, and they've made a lot of friends through vaping, um, which makes a lot of sense because I've seen, like, huge groups at school um, where they basically bond over this activity. Yeah, and, you know, students that, that are, are quoted, granted anonymously in in the story on Nordic News, you know, they are certainly describing their situation and stuff. And it's um, sometimes kind of walking around the word addiction, you know, when they're describing their need for it. Um, is that just kind of a, a term that that people aren't willing to approach? It sounds like they they think of it or are trying to think of it as as positively uh, as possible at, at your school. Yeah, so a lot of kids consider it to be really fun because obviously there's a social aspect and once you do it a couple times, you're constantly in need of it. So I noticed that when I was interviewing these students, um, they were, some of them said, yes, I am addicted to vaping, but others said, no, I'm not. But I noticed the similar thing between all the students that I interviewed was that they said, if I were to stop, then I would be able to. But um, that's a problem that we've seen um, across various different statistics and surveys um, that kids think that they can stop. But in reality, they won't be able to because it's having such a harmful impact on their body. Yeah, well, that's what everybody would always say about smoking and mm -hmm. smoking cigarettes yeah. and things like that, too. Well, it's interesting because cigarettes are at a um, historic low at the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that the trend has come into drilling and baby. Yeah, I mean, it's almost uh, it's a new generation picking up something so similar. And part of it is just that there is so little known about the the health risks or anything related to vaping and using jewels and things like that yeah so one of the students that I interviewed he said that if there were more statistics and analysis on how vaping affects the mind and the body then he would uh, potentially consider stopping 
but because a lot of these statistics are new and um, not all of them might be accurate or reliable, he said he might like wait until a couple of years when they come out with much better statistics. Since you've been in high school, how has vaping kind of changed or increased as you've previously referred to? You know, how have you seen it just being a student there? Um, I think it kind of affects the environment in which we learn in because, um, you know, as you said, it's a really hot topic that everyone's talking about right now. So to be in school, we're supposed to be in a learning environment. Um, to see these kids who are either my own age or either older or younger than me, it's kind of odd to have this feeling that, oh, I'm in an environment where these kids are doing something as so close to smoking. So, and especially when you go to the bathrooms, you know, a lot of kids are doing it in school bathrooms as well. And some of them are even doing it inside of the classroom. So it's this thing that's kind of easy to hide, but it's very noticeable on that school. So let's see, where where do you see this going from here? Um, I see it as an ongoing challenge, and I think it's something we have to approach with more awareness. And I think that what we need to be able to do is kind of listen to all perspectives, so whether student perspective, the parent perspective, or the staff perspective, we have to be open to taking suggestions on how to handling it, because it's not something that's going to go away, um, and it, we have to handle it more slowly. Well, keep up the good work over there at Nordic News, and, and good work on the story. Thanks for joining me here, Shannon. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. You can read these articles at nordicnews.net, maxshieldonline.com, and chsglobe.com. A big thank you to Shannon, Diamante, Olivia, and Jimmy for participating this week. There's more to come. See you next week.